Hello, everybody, and welcome. I am excited to talk to you guys today about the difference between disordered eating and binge eating and how disordered eating can turn into binge eating. So I'm going to share my story of how I struggled with both disordered eating and binge eating and how my disordered eating tendencies turned into binge eating, just so that you can have a level of awareness. Because I was even talking to a client today and she's like, I didn't even know that like, like what binge eating really was until like I saw your videos or I didn't know that I had an unhealthy relationship with food until I started seeing your videos. So I started off with disordered eating and many people start off with disordered eating tendencies. So a lot of the times you can think that you're doing something healthy, like I'm eliminating carbs, I'm taking out sugar from my diet, I am tracking my food, I'm going on a meal plan, I'm eating less, right? These are all like, we feel like innocent things. And I started this when I was 14 years old, my, my dieting history began when I was 14 years old. And I, there was like a part of me that was doing these things because I got called fat and I didn't want to be called fat. So I would restrict my food. But there was also a part of me that did these things like I went on a diet and I started eating healthier because I really did enjoy eating healthy. But I think sometimes it's really sneaky, right? Like we might not realize that what we're doing is disordered. So I had this very unhealthy obsession with eating healthy and eating healthy is amazing, right? Like wanting to eat healthy is very important. However, like it was, it was bad to the point where like I would have a cracker and I would be like, Oh my gosh, this is processed. Like, this is so bad. So, you know, I started very much like restricting my food. I was always on some type of diet plan, you know, whether it was a meal plan, tracking calories, and it was keto intermittent fasting, 21 day fix, no carb, high carb cycling, you know, all these different diets that I've tried. And because I was very anxious with food, I never wanted to eat in front of other people. I never wanted to go out for dinner. I never wanted to go out for social events because I didn't want to ruin my diet. This is disordered eating, right? When you're like constantly seeing food as good versus bad. Um, I remember this one time I went to, um, I went on vacation I was competitively dancing and we would go to Myrtle beach and we went like four years in a row and I would order this salad at the the bar and it had like cheese on it. And literally I like picked off the, the cheese. I didn't have any, um, any dressing on it. I was eating literally just plain lettuce, plain, plain, plain lettuce And like, I was terrified to eat like foods out of the ordinary. I was terrified to eat foods at the restaurant. I was terrified to eat like the foods that were outside of like what I believed was like healthy and normal. And so there would be many times like I just wouldn't, I would barely eat all day and I would definitely be depriving myself, you know? And then what ended up happening Yeah, my fear of eating in front of other people started when I was 16, too nervous. Yeah, it's like 
it's such a, it's such a scary feeling. It's such a scary feeling because it's like, I, I think we always believe that people are judging us. I, I honestly, like for me, I, I would like eat so healthy in front of other people. But then when I got home, I would like eat super fast. And, you know, I would like, I felt like I was like a pig. Like I was like, you know, just eating super fast. And I felt like almost, I didn't know how to eat in front of other people. Like I literally did not know how to eat because when I was by myself, like screw the fork, screw the utensils. Like I'm eating right from the jar. I'm eating right from the bag. Like it was like disgusting. Right. And because that's how I looked when I was eating, I was athletic and slim. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And so, you know, when we're doing these things with food that feels so crazy and like we do it in secret and hiding, then it, it, it's it's true. It's almost like we don't know how to eat in front of other people. I'm like, are they going to, are they going to know like I'm a binge eater? Like, are they laughing at like how into my food I am? Like we, we put all these scenarios in our mind, right? So because I struggled with disordered eating for a really, really, really long time, And if you currently struggle with disordered eating, you're seeing food as good versus bad, you're anxious of eating in front of other people, um, you, you know, tend to restrict yourself, you deprive yourself, you don't eat certain foods because of the calories and the carbs, that can very easily turn into binge eating. So for my example, I was, um, like I said, I would barely eat all day because I didn't want to eat in front of other people in school. And I would literally come home and all of a sudden I I got this rush of anxiety. Like I entered my kitchen and then I started eating and I literally could not stop. I could not stop. And it was always on healthy things because like I really enjoyed eating healthy. This was when I was like mm, 16 or something like that. So I would eat one thing. And the next thing, you know, I was like in the middle of eating that thing. And then I would eat something else. And then I, I felt like I could not stop. And I, I had no idea, no idea what the heck was going on. And I realized that because I was so deprived and I had disordered eating tendencies that turned into binge eating because I started having these urges, like these uncontrollable urges to eat large amounts of food at once in one sitting, typically when I was home alone and when no one was around. And then I would feel so guilty and I'd feel so bad and I would get into the all or nothing mentality. I'm like, well, if I already ate this much and my stomach is killing me, well, I might as well just finish eating that rest of the ice cream. What, what, what else can I eat? Processed crackers. Well, I normally don't allow myself to eat that. So I'm also going to have the processed crackers because there's no way I'm going to have that tomorrow when my diet restarts. Oh, and there is still half a bar of a chocolate bar. Okay. I'm going to finish that because there's no way I'm going to have half a chocolate bar tomorrow when my diet's going to restart. So then what ends up happening is you freak out about weight gain. You know that you're self-sabotaging. You're like, oh my goodness. Like I didn't need that I didn't need the chocolate bar. I didn't, I am so full right now. And then you, because you fear weight gain, what do you do? You restrict yourself again. 
you go back to the diet plan, you go back to restricting yourself. And then what ends up happening because you're restricting yourself and you're so deprived, again, those urges intensify. So this is why if you're struggling with disordered eating, you don't have to binge. I know clients that struggle with disordered eating and they don't binge. But if you're binge eating, you most likely have disordered eating tendencies. And disordered eating can very quickly turn into binge eating. So if you don't work on the disordered eating, it could turn into binge eating because the deprivation is what's going to intensify those binge urges. And then all of a sudden, you're feeling out of control with food. And this is why a lot of people who struggle with like restrictive tendencies, like for me, I... Um, struggled very much with um, restrictive tendencies. As you guys heard, like when I was competitively dancing, I feared certain foods and that deprivation is what really intensified my binge urges. And it led me to feel out of control and struggle with binge eating and overeating. So it doesn't matter how long you struggle with your relationship with food for, and it doesn't matter if you're you're struggling more with disordered eating or binge eating, but there is a better way to live your life. And it's it's actually not normal. So the difference between a binge and overeating is overeating, everybody overeats, right? Like, although it is common, right? Like, especially at like, you know, when you go out for dinner, right? Like you're probably going to have either like an appetizer or like a dessert. And you probably don't do that at home, like every single day or think about like birthday parties and get togethers. Right. Um, but overeating, it's like, you have awareness. It's like, yeah, I ate too much. Like I didn't need the seconds, but it was just so good. But with binge eating, it feels like you don't have awareness, autopilot mode, no control. So you're in like this trance, like you're like autopilot, you're just stuffing your face. It feels like you just absolutely can't stop. And then with overeating, it's like, I'm really full, but I want another piece of pie. I know I'm full, but like, oh, that was just so good. I want more food. Okay. Um, so that's really the difference between the overeating and the binge eating. And in terms of, do you have suggestions on support groups for women with these conditions? So I actually have programs for this. The link is in my bio. Um, do you consider yourself a former food addiction? So the thing is like, I truly don't, I don't believe that people have an addiction to food it, because you have this urge to binge. It feels like you're addicted to certain foods and because foods are triggering, you haven't made peace with certain foods and those foods are on a pedestal, then it can feel like, oh my gosh, I'm addicted to certain foods. But once you fix your relationship with food and once you take these foods off of a pedestal and actually make peace with these foods, you're actually not really like addicted to certain foods. Um, there's just a lot of like, it's, it's more up here. It's more like in your mindset. So I, at some point I did feel like I like, I wouldn't say like I had like this food addiction. I just like, I was binge eating. What can I do to stop eating through the night? I feel anxious until I eat. So you have to really figure out like what's making you anxious. Um, and I would really do some like breathing exercises, um, some like breath work. Um, because a lot of the times, like when you're eating, at night, it's probably because 
like you said, you feel anxious, like there's a lack of safety. So even like really figuring out what, what makes you safe? Maybe this is like, you know, maybe this is a person, maybe this is, um, you can even do it. You can do a visualization exercise. So you don't have to be with a certain person. Like literally you can just close your eyes and visualize yourself as if you were with this person or you were at this place. Like for me, what makes me feel really safe is like, obviously my husband, but even like just being outside in the sun. So even if I'm not outside in the sun, it's nine o'clock at night and you're feeling anxious, but you can close your eyes and you can just almost like visualize yourself as if you were at like this beach and like the sun is beaming on your body. It's, it's a really powerful, like energetic technique, um, to, to get you feeling the opposite emotion of how you want to feel. So instead of feeling anxious, you probably want to feel calm and relaxed and safe. So think of the things that make you feel calm, relaxed, and safe, and then bring that into your vision and then really try to feel that into your body. I'm going out tonight to a heavy restaurant and I'm nervous. What should I focus on? Honestly, focus on the company, focus on the, uh, the people that you're with focus on the memories and don't, don't focus on the food. Like obviously enjoy yourself. And I would say like, don't focus on the calories. Like what comes to mind? What is it on the menu that you want? Don't second guess yourself. Don't say, oh, I really want the pasta, but I probably shouldn't because of the carbs or really want the pizza because of the calories. What is it that you actually want? Like fully enjoy the food, but make the focus on the people that you're with and like make those memories. You guys like going out for dinner is special, but you don't want to make it so special that like it's the main thing that you're focusing on the food. Yeah, no, a binge, uh, yeah, this is a thing. Like, uh, I thought that's what I thought, but a psychiatrist told me it had to be 3000 calories plus in one sitting. Oh my gosh, no. And binge eating, you guys, binge eating is not even about how much you're eating. That's one aspect. That's one aspect. But binge eating is the feeling that you get, right? Overeaters don't feel like they're going through like this out-of-body experience. They don't feel like this surge of energy, this rush of anxiety. They don't experience that. So it's really the feeling that differentiates somebody who's binge eating from overeating. What helped you stop binge eating? So honestly, I personally, I reached out to a coach and I got support. I learned how to rewire my brain um, and I stopped feeling that urge to binge. You know, I was... A health coach. I was a personal trainer. Like I knew all the things of what to do, but I had no idea how to stop my binge eating. Um, so I reached out to a coach and it changed my life. What are some habits you created around food to help you? Um, I would say definitely like, um, mindfulness and I hate, Oh, I hate that word so much. Cause I think like whenever somebody told me to be mindful, I'm like, yeah, but like I'm eating super fast and like, how do I be mindful? But what I mean by like mindfulness is like actually sitting down at the table. Like there would be so many times where I would be so hungry that like I wouldn't make myself a meal and sit down. Like I'd be standing up in front of the kitchen cabinets with my hand in the bag, hand in the mouth. Like I was standing up. Um, Also habits would be like eating regularly throughout the day and like checking in with my body. 
like checking in with my body of like, are you hungry right now? Like, do you need more food? Like habits, habit wise, like self check-ins, because if we just go about our day, like in autopilot mode and it's like, then it's nine o'clock at night and you're ravenous. And it's like, oh, right. I didn't eat enough throughout the day. So I prioritize mindfulness, like sitting down. I prioritize like eating regularly throughout the day. Um, what other habits? Um, I think for me, it was like, like meal prepping helped me. And I don't mean diet culture meal prep, like, okay, Monday, I'm going to have this for breakfast and this for lunch and this for dinner. But I just mean like having healthy meals cooked. Um, that was really helpful because when you're ravenous and you're so hungry, the last thing that you're going to want to do is like cook a meal. So I would like actually have, uh, meals prepped. And then whenever I wanted to eat something, I would have something ready versus like, you know, just hurry up, hurry up and, you know, eat something quick. How did you cure yourself to stop eating? Like when you are satisfied and not go get more, just being mindful and setting a boundary. So the thing is, so this is what, so most people say like, Lorna, when, when I am in the middle of a binge or whatever, like, how do I stop? And my thing, the thing that I really focus on with my clients is like, let's get you to a point where it's like, we can prevent those urges from arising, prevent the overeating from happening. So you don't even get to that point. And one of the things that when you are satisfied and not go get more. So the thing is, it's like, 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 like there's so many things that I can talk about this, but like, you know, eating, eating regularly throughout the day is going to help you not feel the need to like, go get more having satisfying meals is going to have this need to, um, is going to help you not have this need to go get more also too. It's like reminding yourself, you guys, it takes 20 minutes for your brain to register that it's full and satisfied. So even after your meal, it's it right now, it's probably a habit for you to like hurry up and just go get seconds like right afterwards. But when you're eating super fast and then you go and you, you know, hurry up and you get something to eat right after, it's like, well, you didn't even give yourself time or your brain time to register that it's even full. Right. So it's like I, I created a habit. It was like, I'm going to finish my meal and I'm going to hurry up and go get more. And then because at that point I wasn't like full yet because my brain didn't register that I was full yet. So then after I would have the second portion, then I would be physically sick because then it's like, it it catches up on you. Right. So even just creating more, more time, um, even between like finishing your meal and going back for more, you guys, like we have this all or nothing mentality of like, if I don't get seconds right after I finish eating, then the kitchen's closed for the rest of the night. But it's not. You can literally go get more in 10 minutes. You can go get more in 20 minutes. Like there are no rules. But diet culture says you can't eat after seven o'clock or like the kitchen closes or like, you know, what? and it's like, it's so silly, you know? Like you can absolutely go go get more um, afterwards. Is it possible to fully recover from binge eating disorder ahead? eating disorders for 15 years, binge eating for two years. Absolutely. I am proof. (laughs) I struggled with binge eating, disordered eating, 
anorexia tendencies and disordered all that stuff for 10 years. And I haven't had a binge in almost three years. So, and I've, I've worked with clients that have struggled with their relationship with food for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and a client who struggled with binge eating in their unhealthy relationship with food for 50 years. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Honestly, here's the thing with, with all the clients that I've worked with, it doesn't matter how long you've struggled with this for. I've seen clients that have struggled with this for 30, 40, 50 plus years heal faster than somebody who struggled with it for like a year because of their mindset. When you have this mindset of like, I am going to conquer, like it's possible for me, you know, like I, I am, I'm, there is a way out. Somebody who has that mindset is going to heal so much faster than somebody who believes like, oh, I'm, 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 this is just not going to be for me. Like I'm going to struggle for the rest of my life. And you know, like this is just, this is just the way that it is. And it's, it's really hard. And I'm just going to struggle for the rest of my life. That person is not going to heal as quickly, or maybe not even heal as compo- as compared to somebody who has a more like positive mindset. Um, I've, sh- I've been binging for fo- 45 years. Yeah. Well, Lori, I can absolutely support you. I promise. I promise. I promise there is a way out. You guys, like I said, I've worked with a client who struggled for this for 50 years. I'm working with a client right now who's in her seventies. She struggled with, you know, this her whole life. It's never too late. It doesn't matter if you struggle with this for one month, one year. I have clients who are, you know, 21. I have clients who are 30, 40, 50, 70. Like it, it honestly does not matter. But the most important thing is to reach out and get support. Like one of my clients who, you know, is the 70 year old, she's like, I saw a post and I didn't even know that I was, you know, struggling with this for so long until I saw some of your posts. And she said, I know that you talk a lot about the importance of like having a coach and like learning the proper tools. And then she messaged me and we got started and she's already, you know, bettering her relationship with food. So it takes you know, a little bit of courage to, to reach out for support, but don't let how long you struggle with this for hold you back. Do not let that length of time. Imagine if I'm like, Oh, it's been 10 years. Well, that sucks. Like I'm just going to struggle with this for the rest of my life. I wouldn't have healed, but instead I'm like, I have so much more life to, to live again. Even if you have struggled with this for, you know, 50 years, you still got so much time to have a good relationship with food. So you can start right now. Ashley says, Lorna is amazing. hundred percent recommend working with her. You don't have to do this alone. I love you, Ashley. You are so sweet. You are so sweet. I ate two bags of Cheetos. Is that bad? So here's the thing. It's not bad, but how do you feel? This is what I always like. How do you feel? Right? Do you feel full? Do you feel bloated? Did you feel like you went through an out-of-body experience? Because how you ate it is, is the distinguishing factor of like, if that's unhealthy. Lori says, thank you. I will check out you in the link in your bio. Yay, Lori. You can message me on my Instagram as well too. I usually send a voice message back. I love, I love connecting with you guys so much. So, and thanks Ashley for the sweet message. Um, awesome. You guys, All right. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, You guys know I am here for you to support you 
like Ashley said, you don't have to do this alone. There are so many other people that are experiencing the exact same thing as you. And there is so much reassurance and hope available to you when you actually connect with other people who are going through this, like, man, it's a weight lifted off of your shoulders. So uh, reach out if you feel called, send you guys so much love, have an amazing rest of your day, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye guys.